You're listening to the In Search SEO Podcast, the podcast that paints the town red with succulent search marketing insights. We have set our sights on Amazon today. Jason Dodge is here to talk all about a discovery that he has around Amazon's use of search ads to compete with SMBs. Oh, it's hot. We're getting into how Amazon might be leveraging search ads to compete with local suppliers in unexpected ways. What Amazon's pay search strategy implies about the overall direction of the platform and how Amazon's use of search ads might impact competitors' ad budgets negatively. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am not joined by the quietly roaring, the semi-spiteful Sapir Carabello, because again, like last week, we are doing a little bit different format. This is all pre-recorded. Um, I recorded this weeks ago, and we're just going to do a little bit of an intro, explain to you what's going on with the podcast this week, who's here, what we're talking about. No f- first segment of my normal ramblings, no SEO news, no fun send-off question. Again, disappointing. Everyone's crying. I get it. But we do have an amazing, amazing interview. Jason Johns has an amazing discovery that he dived deep, deep, deep into 100,000 keywords. We're all related to Amazon's ads, and what he found is intriguing, to say the least. So here is Jason Dodge on how Amazon is using search ad to target SMBs, possibly. Here comes another search marketing expert. It's time for an in-search interview. This is another InSearch SEO podcast interview session. Today we have with us, for your listening pleasure, a man who can talk for hours about the skiing conditions up there in Michigan while building a roadster with his own bare hands, although he probably has some tools in those bare hands. He's a podcaster, an SEO speaker, and the founder of Black Truck Marketing. He is Jason Dodge. Welcome. Hello. Thanks How's it going? My, my pleasure. Don't worry. So I got to ask you, it's like an obvi- obvious question. There are a lot of car things going on. Right there's the 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 black truck marketing. There's the roadster building, and the fact that your last name is the name of a freaking car company. <laughs> yeah. So no no uh, no association with the Dodge Brothers. I I don't know. I mean, if I was affiliated with that company and had some sort of lineage there, I'm not sure if I would be in the SEO game or not. Right. And maybe I would be sitting on a beach somewhere. But um, yeah. Yeah, and and then the other, I think we'll answer the other question because it's going to come up. Where did the name for you know Black Truck Media and Marketing come from? And and it, you know the company is now eleven years old. And when I started the company, um, I drove a black truck. That's as simple <laughs> as it as it is. So um, it's really not. Um, it there's nothing cool about it, really. No, that the randomness is. is cool. That's like you know I, I call think, it Cherry Pie Marketing. Why? Because I'm eating cherry pie. Yeah, totally. Yep. Totally. What kind of black truck was it though? Uh, it was. A, it was not a Dodge. It was a. It was a Chevy <laughs> S10. Of all things, it was like a, a rusted out black mini truck. So, That's even better. Uh, yeah, it was. It was terrible. <laughs> so now, now you have like silver soccer mom SUV <sighs> media marketing just doesn't have the same ring. No, it. no. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, a lot of car things going on. My my hobbies, uh, you know, uh, are very uh, analog, right? I think we a lot of us we sit behind a a computer and a keyboard all day long. So um, one way for me to, to kind of escape is to shut everything off and um, work with my hands. So work with a completely different side of my brain and, and go after those challenges. I mean, people need to go to your Twitter account because you have a picture of a roadster that you're currently building, I think, or that you were yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's a yeah. 28 Model A roadster that it's I put together. All awesome. Tradition. 
Thank you. How long does that take? Uh, I've been working on that for just under a year right now. That's so amazing. Probably, uh, we have some house projects going on right now, so right, I kind of right. had to back burner it. But um, I, I'm hoping by this time next year, so July or August, wow, uh, wow. 2021, maybe we can we can have it on the road to some degree, whether it's just a shakedown run or um, I don't know if it will fully be painted and stuff yet at that point, but eh, we'll see. That's like that's really cool. That's seriously cool stuff. That's the coolest hobby that any guest on this podcast has ever had. <laughs> Thank you. It's fun. It's it's fun to uh, I've always been involved in cars. Uh, it's fun to research. It's fun to understand. And that one is built in what we would call like a traditional uh, post-war. So post-war meaning World War II, post-World War II style. So how a GI would have built it uh, coming you know out of the war, probably like uh, eh, somewhere between 45 and 48. So cool. Okay, so before we get started, we're going to talk about Amazon and a lot of interesting things that you notice about what's going on in their paid side. Um, just give us a little plug about um, uh, Black Truck Marketing. What do you guys do? I mean, you guys have yep. been around forever, 11 years. That's a long time. Yeah, so I started the company. Uh, Black Truck Media has been around for uh, 11 years. I started in 2009. Uh, I've been in the search industry for 17 plus years now. Um, and yeah, we are... Uh, Primarily, we're a search engine marketing firm, so we focus strictly on uh, SEO and SEM uh, and content marketing, analytics, everything kind of in between. So I always say that we don't build websites. We make them better for search and to get users to do what we want them to do, which ultimately leads people to ask, so you build websites? No, but anybody in the search industry gets that. So I'm a horrible host, by the way, because I keep saying black truck marketing. It's black truck media, people. It's black truck media. Oh, Sorry good. about that. I bet Apologize. if you, I, I would hope that if you Google both, you're either going to get us or probably some aftermarket truck parts company, which I would be <laughs> fine with. I'd be fine with at this point anyway, so it's okay. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so let's talk about Amazon because um, you've seen through a large number of keywords that Amazon's going after small businesses with Google Ads. Yeah, yeah, really, I guess, really interesting things happening there. I'll, like a little bit of background on it. Um, probably at least four months before we started talking. Uh, so probably six months ago, we noticed in our office that uh, Amazon's business arm, I'll call it, if you will. So amazonbusiness.com or business.amazon.com um, was showing up as a pretty major competitor for one of our, our larger PPC clients. And that I think what struck us as odd about it was is that that, that client is primarily in um, the, the food supplier wholesaler industry, if you will, uh, across multiple uh, verticals from restaurants to uh, higher ed and, and things of that nature and, you know, healthcare. So I, I think while Amazon had, had been on our client's radar since their acquisition of Whole Foods in 2017, it probably was more on say like a retail level and a retail side. It right. wasn't to the magnitude that they could be a major player in the, in the actual distribution and fulfillment side of it for, you know, uh, fulfilling restaurants and, and colleges and, and healthcare facilities. So that struck us as odd, which then led me down the path of, well, let's try and gain some insight on what else they're bidding on. And, and it was at that point in time, it, it was more of a curiosity uh, research project to see what they were bidding on versus um, not necessarily, I wasn't interested at the time of what they were ranking for organically. I was strictly going at it from a PPC uh, hat on. 
And so one of my favorite tools to do uh, PPC kind of uh, sleuthing and research on is SpyFu. Um, I don't know how many people use it. I, I, I know we've had a, a premium paid account for it for years. And I think it really does, a, their data set is really freaking good. And, uh, and I think it's kind of fun to see ad history and how bad people wrote ads and, <laughs> and things like that. But um, so their, their database has been pretty rock solid from what I've seen from a paid perspective. And if you understand PPC enough to understand the different phrase matching and, and things like that that goes on, you know that some of it you have to take with a little bit of a grain of salt. But it's accuracy. I mean, we've tested it against our own larger accounts and stuff. And I would say its accuracy is within, uh, let's call it plus or minus 10, 11%. So it's pretty, you know, at the spend level, it's pretty reasonable. Uh, I would say that's pretty close when you're doing research. Um, so we plugged their vanity domain into that. And at the time, about six months ago, I think it kicked up around 65,000 keywords, various wow. phrases and stuff that they were bidding on. And then uh, when I reran it and shared with you the data, it was over a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. They were bidding on. This is crazy. It's it's a it's a silly amount of of keywords. And when you add that up, I mean, it's in the neighborhood of it's over the the value of that is over five hundred thousand dollars a month in spent. So when you start to stack this up, and when you look at um, when you look at the groupings of them, now you can you can extract this in bulk from SpyFu and break it down yourself, or they have a tool that allows you to say, hey, group these. I'm going to save time and I'm going to have a group <laughs> them for me, right? Because I'm not going to go through 100,000. That's, that's why we buy automation. That's right. And I'm not a big query expert, so right. no. But what was really interesting is I said, so so theoretically, they're spending $6 million a year just in Google ads. That doesn't include, uh, you know, any, um, that's just Google search ads. That doesn't include any kind of like display right. or retargeting, social ads and things like that. Um, and the verticals that they were going after is really, really fascinating. So the, the point of this discussion for us is uh, I kind of highlighted some of those key verticals just for talking points. It's, it's anywhere from what you would expect, certainly more retail focused, uh, like buying in bulk, but then um, medical. So medical yeah. related. And this was pre-COVID. So medical masks and um, think anything disposable. So anything that's disposable or used, they were they were bidding on. They're going after. I mean, I, I saw if I if I remember correctly in the data set yeah. you sent me, there was they were bidding on um, dentist chairs, something like, something like crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. I and so yeah, correct. Anything from dentist chairs. I'm actually looking at it on my other screen right now in the in the dental supply one. Uh, dental lab, dental chairs, dental chairs for sale, that type of thing. Yeah, I'm actually and, looking it up right now on Amazon. You can buy a dental chair. Yeah, it's, right. It's it's crazy. So from from in office stuff that we would all normally uh, know to lab side, it, they were going after. And and what's interesting is is the same thing can be said for medical. The same thing could certainly be said for food supply and restaurant supplies. That's where we were a little bit more interested at the time. Um, and then to the most obscure of like meat wholesale and meat <laughs> suppliers, right? So. <laughs> the juxtaposition to go from masks to meat um, like, I, 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 mean, I get Amazon A to Z right but like I think their tagline should be from masks to meat buy now, mass meat I'm just having buying mass meat into Amazon right now and see what shows up <laughs> I mean you get like a couple of uh, extra large meat sticks great snack yeah, alright that's about it 
the Slim Jim. Actually. Slim Jim, right, right. Yeah. So why yeah, are they so doing this? The, the, so obviously, I think a lot of this is built off of the, you know assumptions, uh, theories, if you will. Those are the and, best. Yeah, I, I, my hypothesis is um, <laughs> I, they're not ranking for nearly any of these phrases. I mean, you can go through, cherry pick, you can close your eyes, throw a dart, and, and pick any of these phrases out. They're really not ranking organically for it. So they have, you know, so A, they have to buy the traffic. Right. B, I think it's test. It's a, te- it's a, it's a total test market play, which any, any seasoned digital marketer who has been around PPC long enough, longer than a couple of years, knows that it's one of the best tools to be able to use to, to go in and try and penetrate or test a market is to say, hey, I'm going to go and drop $500, $1,000, whatever, $5,000, and I'm going to test this market. I'm going to see how that market reacts to me. I'm going to see how they interact with my ads, what the engagement is once they're on my site, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, it's cheaper than doing uh, first-party first uh, market research, right? Um, it, it really is way cheaper than sending you and your team out to do a bunch of market research in that area. So if I can pick your brain on this, okay, let's take the meat example, which I just think mm-hmm. is just bizarre. Yep. First off, what 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 are these pages that they're that they're linking to in the in the ads, and what what happens? I mean, how do you test something like that? Because you're just going to see this page. I, I mean, I'm assuming for something like, you know, buying meat in bulk, whatever page you're looking at, it's not really going to align to what they want. No, just, you're right. It's it, 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 you're you're absolutely correct. It's not it's not going to. And and anybody, if you go to like their Amazon uh, business section right now. Um, what what is interesting about it is is they do have okay find solutions and you'll see it um, they've kind of moved a bunch of things around but it's more buried in say your uh, so it's restaurant supplies in this case is what they're gonna what they're gonna kind of tuck that under um, and it's people that they've partnered with right and they you know they're saying we have over 19 million restaurant suppliers and trusted brands etc they could potentially send people there. Um, is it going to have a poor quality score? And, you know, compared to say like our, our clients running ads, absolutely it will, but, but they're willing to pay. For yeah. That. They're willing to pay for it. I mean, if they're doing this to begin with, they're obviously willing to pay for it. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. For sure. So where do you think, okay. So they, let, let's keep running this meat example. Cause I just find the whole thing hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, are they trying to see like how, how, um, What's the word I'm looking for? How willing people would be to, or um, businesses would be to buy meat from Amazon? Is that what they're trying to see, just from the clicks? Yeah, I think. I and, and unfortunately, what we don't, what we don't get to see, because a business like that, a vertical like that, I, I think dental supplies is a little bit different, right? We and and let's make sure we come back to that one because okay, I okay. think there's another theory there. But when you look at something like whole, wholesale meat suppliers, for instance, that's hyper local. That they're really they're you're I mean there there's probably some consumers that are going to order some wagui beef and have it shipped from California or something like that to the Midwest. Right. There's really actually no need to do that. Um, <laughs> and and I don't think that any restauranteur is going to do that either. No, you know, good chef is probably going to do that. They might with seafood and things like that, but. I, I think that when they're looking for a meat supplier, it's local. They want it. Um, they want it on time. They right. want it now. It's got to meet a certain, um, uh, you know, price point and things like that. But I think as uh, 
uh, PLAs have become more prominent in Google search and, and things like that. I mean, it's, it's obvious that it's coming a little bit more consumer driven, uh, but I, the unfortunate side of SpyFu is we don't get to see any kind of like geographic data. Right. And, and right. that would be really interesting is to, is to hone in at a, at a hyper local level or at least a regional level and see, okay, let's take these keywords because the, the meat one is not very, you know, it's not very big. It's like 12, 12 phrases we were able to pull. Um, and, and be able to see in your area, in my area, who's coming up. Is Amazon even on the radar? Are they not that type of thing? Because they may not be bidding on it in the Midwest, mm -hmm. but they could totally be in the Southwest. So I have a bunch of questions about you know the impact of what they're doing. But let's go back to the dentist thing you, you mentioned before, because I don't want to forget about that. Yeah. So the I think the underlying tone of all of this, when you look at when you if you were to blow this up in a real big picture, put these all on a whiteboard or on a major screen, what you see is in these groups is they're they're going after um, they are consumable products that are used by service based businesses is what they're going after. That's that's their shtick. That's their end. They're not I don't know as if they're really interested in like the hardcore equipment per se, mm -hmm. but definitely those consumables, especially when you look at the dental and the medical market and things like that, it's, it's things that those types of businesses, uh, janitorial as well, they're going through countless numbers of um, uh, latex or nitro gloves. They're going through countless numbers of masks and it, it, you name the consumable. Uh, I mean, I didn't even look yet. I'm sure there's even syringes in there. I don't know. Um, that it's what they're disrupting is a traditional distribution uh, channel. Those those types of businesses typically are buying from uh, a single source, and they're buying uh, all their medical supply needs and everything like that from from their their supplier. Well. I think Amazon's looking at it and saying, well, Morty, you're already, you're already buying your toilet paper and your paper towel from me. Why not buy everything else from me? That's actually a brilliant point. So I used to like a million years ago, um, maybe it's like 15 years ago at this point, I used to do property management for a company in New York City. And the way it works is like, so we, you know, we were ordering, you know, I don't, you know massive amounts of garbage bags every single week. Yeah. Massive, right? And, and then I was ordering from Amazon all the time at this point, right? So order everything from Amazon. But I would never, I never even thought until the second you mentioned, it, yeah, like yeah, why not order in bulk from Amazon? We used to go to local suppliers, like the local, and you, it was great because they would bring you scotch every Christmas to make sure that you kept right. using them. And I, if, yep. I hope if Amazon does this, they would also give me scotch. But yep. probably not. That that's a downside. That's definitely a downside to this. Um, <laughs> But I never, you know, you, you work at a deal with the local guys. There's, there's like a, it's like an old boys kind of network kind of thing. Like, hey, this one knows that one. That one knows this one. And it seems like Amazon's saying, hey, you know what? That's over. We're going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially in a, in a market like, uh, uh, like in New York, um, Manhattan. And I think every, every area of the United States has different pockets, right? Uh, here in West Michigan, where I'm located at, like, yeah, we kind of have a bubble, like, Sorry, people from West Michigan, we created it. <laughs> That's a problem. It's hard for people to come in from the outside and penetrate that, but it's also difficult for people to go outside of that bubble too. And I think Amazon's looking at that and saying, screw you guys. Boop. Here's, the, here's, yep. the, uh, here's the large distribution center that for me is um, uh, 10 miles down the road. That's amazing. That's a big, I think that's a big, 
that's a big thing people need to keep an eye on. So I, I think that uh, from the, the medical standpoint, again, it's, it's consumable products. So no different than uh, consumer oriented goods that we're buying, maybe putting on auto, auto uh, order, auto rotate. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. So I, I think, how can we use this type of data? Because I don't think it impacts just small businesses. It impacts those that have that traditional selling model. And, and if anything, Amazon has pushed manufacturers to sell direct. Um, you know, anything from uh, like, we, like, for instance, we work with a brand that, that is in the plastic injection mold industry, right? And it's greases and coatings and it's ancillary products, consumables that are being used in high quantities. These are bought by the case, by the gallon, that type of thing. It, it really doesn't pay to sell in under a distribution model when you can sell direct because if you come to my site um you're either you're there getting information and and odds are you're you're starting to get lower and lower and lower into the funnel i am I'm, I'm either going to send you off my site to go to some comparison shopping engine or i'm gonna i'm gonna sell it to you right there and, and i can sell it to you at retail i don't have to give you a discount and give you free shipping if i don't want to right because i i know i'm going to get the sale if you go elsewhere probably it's it's well do you i wonder if amazon will will get more aggressive with this because it's almost like it's like a really bad pr campaign for them right they're they're basically targeting local retailers yeah and trying to i don't i don't mean this like in a nefarious sort of way run them out of business i don't think like they're actively saying let's run them out of town i think they're just trying to make money yeah i i i think that uh, i think that you're correct i i don't know as if they're going into it with an evil no, approach. I don't know if that's anybody's initial approach, but only Google certainly... does things for evil. Oh, right. Is that right? Yeah. Damn. I have to say that because in SEO, we have to say that. Otherwise, people get angry right. at me if I say something nice about Google. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good. I'm glad you caught that. That's Thank a you. good disclaimer to have at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I think that you're right. I, I, it's test market stuff is, is what it is. They're, they're testing the waters and testing the market to see if they can go into an area that maybe is traditionally buying from different types of companies and, and can they penetrate that market? And if they can, then, then maybe they pursue that. Right. Right. I mean, isn't that, that's just classic. That's just what it is. Marketing and market research. They're just able to do it digitally online with the power. Yeah, of, that's amazing. Of distribution. Because they can just, um, they just go buy the research. I mean, literally they're just buying it. Yeah. But so, so let's take this model that we ran through and, and, and really what's stopping another major brand from, from doing this, right? I think that if, you know, if we ask the question, okay, how can we use this type of data? Like one of my big things is it's not what people search for, right? And Rank Ranger, you guys are you're pouring through data all the time. That's what we do. But why right. is that person searching? Like that's my big shtick especially in the last two years of, of speaking and stuff is helping people understand why did that person search for what it was that they searched for to begin with? Did they buy a car because they needed to go from point A to point B or did they buy a car because they moved out of New York where they lived for eight years and didn't need to own a car? Two big different whys. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you need to be able to align that. So how can we use that type of data is the second kind of part of the question. And I think that it allows any brand to see inside the mind of a competitor or see inside the mind of an industry giant uh, in the e-commerce world. 
it would be interesting to do the same thing with um, does Walmart have a business side of it? Uh, if I was Walmart, I would certainly be looking at this. If Amazon is the number one and Walmart is the number two retailer, I sure as hell would be looking at this data. Do you think there's a way to leverage that kind of thing without the budget of an Amazon or a Walmart? Yeah, let them pay for it. Let them pay for it. Okay. I mean, if they're paying, I mean, that data is there. It's That's it's, true. That's true. I mean, the, I sent you. Um, yeah, that's true. I sent you. Did I send you the hundred thousand list? You, or just the I don't remember list? how many it was. No, you know, you sent me a ton. You sent me a bunch of segmented lists. There's a ton of that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but if yeah. I mean, if you look at the hundred thousand um, keyword list that's there, Amazon paid for that, right? Right. Like, or Walmart, whoever they paid for it. Well, you can look at that and go, "Wow, people are commonly searching after this." Well, where is Amazon rank? It's the classic. How can I use PPC data to um, improve my organic? Uh, positions and and uh, develop content and drive traffic. You're just doing that at a larger scale, and it didn't create it, it didn't require you to use BigQuery or Power BI or anything. It literally ran it through a tool that you pay a hundred dollars a month for. Yeah, no, you can do it with us. You're right. You run through. You run, we've a paid site explorer. You can see every ad that Amazon's running. Right. You can see the keywords. Yeah. You can see where they're ranking for, and yeah. there it is. Yeah, and I think it's important even even if you aren't using it from a research perspective, but you're just trying to keep tabs engaged, like, hey, what, who's, who's coming up? Like, where am I at? Especially if you're trying to navigate different regions, but maybe it, it, it helps you also understand what they perceive to be valuable. Yeah. Because if they're, if they're, they're right, the, the adage, if, well, if I'm paying for that traffic, it's got to be valuable to me some, somehow. Yeah, I mean, you would assume, right? I would Otherwise, so. and just throwing money in the toilet, which right, which which again, I, I could be. go without saying. The other disclaimer is <laughs> just like good SEO. There's there's good and bad PVC too. So um, we have to. You would imagine that, I think, I've across a hundred thousand keywords, like they're not paying it for no reason. I mean, you have to really not be watching it at that point. Right, 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 and and it is. It's testing that. Um, it's kind of like if you've ever bought into the the mindset of like SEO as brands, um, yeah. you know, and, and brand notoriety. Mm -hmm. They're doing the 100%. same thing with PVC. It's like 100%. PVC as brand. I have brand notoriety here. I'm trying to draw you in. And then for smaller companies, I think it allows you some insight into the potential um, disruption. And that's the key sticking point that like yeah, that's what I'm going to ask you about. Because they're spending tons of like they're spending tons of ad, um, I'm sorry, tons of money for ads here, which means that they're they're precluding other you know I'll quote I'll, I'll call them you know your normal expected suppliers from showing up with ads there. Like they're disrupting sure. the whole ads process. Yeah, in yeah. Theory. Well, you think about that that type of that type of money that's being spent, right? Because um, paid search, I like to explain it as it's it's a it is a supply and demand. It's classic economics. And if you can just understand it at that real basic level, uh, the the supply is the number of keywords, let's say, that are in the market. And then the demand is the number of people that are actively searching for it inside of a month. If you kind of start and pause with that in mind, that's paid search in a nutshell. I'm, right. and, and people can, I'm sure there'll be negative <laughs> comments. All the PPC like, experts are like, no, you yeah. just totally blew that. But I'm with you because yeah. I'm not a PPC expert. But that's, I mean... That's how I explain it to people that don't understand it. That's it, it's going to yeah, no, rise and fall on that for sure. And to your point, yeah, if you have Amazon in a certain market in a certain vertical with their foot on the gas pedal, wide open, yeah, it's going to be hard. It, it, it potentially could be hard to to 
get a foot in the door. Is that a systemic problem? Is that a problem like, hey, you know what? Um, you, you, you can basically outbid the quality score, which is really how this happens. Well, it's, I mean, and, and, I, and I think it, a full disclosure, I, there are far more brilliant PPCs. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing up the question. Me, right? I am bringing right, up the right. question. I, I think that, I think that the, the answer is yes. You can, right? And Google loves um, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. But but is it wise? No. But you could. Yeah. Um, if you're Amazon trying to do research, yeah. I mean, probably. Although you could probably pull something off like this. Again, I'm speaking like tongue-in-cheek here. If you're looking at a smaller niche, smaller market, and you're willing to spend more than the average competitor. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you have the, if you have the, the terrible you know, quality score and you're bidding on cheap dental supplies at uh, $10.51 a click. I mean, that's, that's terrible, yeah. you know, <laughs> versus, versus the next one down, which is just the, the, the general root dental supplies at 264. So. <laughs> that's like a root canal right there. Yes. Good one. Yeah. That's great. That ain't good. Right. Way to, yeah, way yeah. to grab that in there. Way to grab that. Yeah. One. That was not planned out folks. That was on the spot. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, <laughs> okay, so like, well, let's wrap this up. Like one, you know, one yeah. one last point. Like, what would you say if you're if you're a business and you're seeing this? What's like one takeaway that you would you would you would um, focus on? Uh, two, so two parts of it. One, don't freak out. Maybe that's like an internal mantra at at Black Truck. Is is we always tell like we tell our clients, our team talks about it. It's like, oh, Google made a change. Right. You don't need to run for the hills, right? Ooh, Amazon's bidding on the same things you are. Let's not freak out. Pump the brakes. Take a step back. Look at what they're doing. Uh, to your point, uh, originally uh, five ten minutes ago, go look at the pages that they're sending people to and try and understand: is that even uh, is that experience terrible? And and how can you do better, right? Yep. And and look at your competitive insights that's actually in um, uh, your auction insights that's in Google in your Google Ads campaign to see. Uh, who else is coming in there? So um, I would say don't freak out. And the other one is, yeah, how can you use it to your advantage? How can you use those insights? Uh, plug it into a tool, uh, you know, take a tool for, for a, a, a free spin, for a free trial, if you will, and, and try and extrapolate as much as possible. Like Rank Ranger. Or, yeah, absolutely. Right. There you go. little plug. You know. I mean, if the worst comes to worst, hey, just sell to Amazon if you can't sell to the local retailers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I think that I think that has its own its own problems that's just right. too. You know, that's uh, another podcast episode. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. Awesome. Okay, so before I before you let you leave, I'm gonna hold yeah. you hostage a little bit longer. I have this game I yeah. call Optimize It or Disavow. It's where I give you two either really good options or two terrible options, and you're stuck yeah. choosing one good option over another good option or a terrible option over another terrible option, and that this just doesn't make it look good at all. Um, so this is the Jason Dodge version of Optimize It or Disavow It. Since we're talking about Amazon and we're talking about SEO and Google, if you had the choice, if you were a, if you sell retail products and you could either do SEO for Amazon or you could do SEO for Google, you can't do both at all. Which one would you do? Ooh, man. Wow. See, you didn't tell me it was retail products in the beginning. Yeah, sorry. I left that out. I just added that in. I didn't even write retail products. But I that figured, hey, great. since we just spoke about commercial products, it doesn't make any sense. We got that covered. Might as well just do retail. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 boy, it would be it would be hard pressed if I if I go like super consumer oriented and I'm churning through a lot of them. I, I'm I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go Amazon. That's just 
I think that's that's the reality of the situation. It has everything less to do with search and and more about the yeah. app and what I'm what I'm acquainted with. Um, and you know, as the number one as the number one retailer online. Do you hear that? That was Google moaning at your answer. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't that why we have products across surfaces now? That's, that's exactly right. Now, yes. Now get serious hey, about organic about products it. in the in the knowledge panel. Right. Mm-hmm. More yep. more to come. In case in case you didn't think that the SERP was commercy enough, wait nope. till you see what we do next. That's right. Right. Looking looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be an inter- that'll be an interesting one, right? That'll I'm just be, waiting. Real- I'm sitting back and waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I will add on though that if you are selling if you're if you're primarily in that B2B space. And you're selling those into those niche industries and things like that. I, yeah, it would be Amazon, right? I mean, it's the it's the yeah. question and answer engine. It's the answer engine. It's not a search engine at that point for you, and uh, you got to be prepared for that. Is Amazon going to become that? Though, ooh, ooh, that's a good question. And and we'll end it there. Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate you coming yeah. on. Hey, thank you. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely awesome. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. And that will do it for today's episode of the In Search SEO Podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great guest as Yuri Yaravoy joins the podcast to talk about the growth mindset. Look for it next Tuesday on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, the Rank Ranger blog, and wherever great podcasts are found. Toodles.